When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. One of the best players to ever play this game. Um, you know, and why, you know, this this organization has been able to ride um, him to so much success. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Marcus in the back. Marcus Thompson, the Athletic. Draymond, when you see Steph shoot like that and play like that, you know, everybody can witness that part. But what could you say about, like, his toughness, you know, against a defense like this, you know, with his foot hobbled. What, what do you, what, what could you say about how resilient he is? Uh, same thing I've always said. Um, you know, him was one of the most resilient, toughest guys that I ever played with. Um, you know, the way defenses guard him, they're constantly grabbing, um, and, and he just continues to play. He don't make much of it. He just continues to do what he does. So, you know, it just says a lot about his toughness. Um, and his competitive nature and what it truly means to be a winner. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got today Mo Dakil. We got James Edwards III. We've got Jay King. We got Jared Weiss. We've got a 2 2 NBA final series. I was rooting for Steph Curry and the Warriors this past uh, game four because I wanted it to two. I wanted it to be best of three. I wanted it to just close out in a very epic way. Maybe we will get horrible games the rest of the way, but I didn't want a three, one series. I wouldn't have wanted a three, one series the other way. I want it to be competitive after the conference finals we were given. I think we need a great NBA finals to finish this out. We deserve so a great NBA. We finals. do. Yes. Just to make it through the slop. That was that, that <laughs> warriors Mavericks series. And then the slop that was that heat Celtics series. The, none of them were good other than oh. I guess maybe the end of game seven for heat Celtics. But even then it was bad basketball. And, and, and the game six was pretty good. And, in, in Boston, Miami, yeah, the, Jimmy, the Jimmy Butler game was a good one. That was a good <sighs> one. Right. Come on, okay, man. So Heat culture, had- you're 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 on that island. Like, how are you? Not- I would love. I would love if Heat culture included some close games in the conference finals. That's what I would love. Okay, okay? Fair it was enough. one Fair quarter enough. deciding everything, every goddamn game, and so we finally get good series here with it two two heading back to San Francisco for Monday night's game five at the Chase Center, and Steph, I mean. Look, if at this point, if you're not on board with the Steph Curry story, the Steph Curry legacy, the Steph Curry resume, all this stuff, you want to find excuses for why he's maybe not as great as people say he is, you're an idiot. There's no way to soften it. There's no way to <laughs> present it any other way. The nicest I can be is calling you an idiot. Because or a LeBron people, fan. What are we waiting are people for? Not just yelling at straw men, though, because everyone knows Stephen Curry is one of the best players of all time. No, there are legit I, I people feel like who I, think I've like, heard a lot of people s- screaming at the people who don't respect Steph enough. But I think everyone respects Steph. Did you at, not see the team at, at comments to the highest level? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's former what players. Is, saying, what is former pl- Oscar Robertson's been shitting on him for years. Team saying, Mac like, never Bucky got out of the first round. Is like the greatest shooter he's ever seen. 
Yo, no, but like <laughs> never got out of the first round. This dude is dragging, <laughs> dragging the Manya Bielitsa to the finals. It's, it, it, no, I mean that's the thing. It's former players, and it's not guys like even in the you know 1800s like Bob Cousy. It's guys that were playing in the 2000s that are trashing him. It's it's getting ridiculous at this point. Hey, T Mac just started following me on Twitter, so we're not going to slander T Mac here, okay? Hey, oh, he follows me you too. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, th- this is. Well, I, hey, back in the day, I had the full Adidas T Mac sweatsuit. I had the T Mac one, I had two. The shoes. Like, yeah, I had we the talked shoes. about T-Mac this recently. Out, the disgusting I had the all white. I had like the all boat. gray in terms of the sweatsuits. Yes, I had the the all blue, the white and blue, the all white, the patent leather white. Like I had it all with T Mac, man. My current hoop shoes are. I bought a pair of the blue patent leather and the red patent leather, and I wear the mismatch. That's your, my current. Your hoop feet shoes. must fucking hurt. They were terrible <laughs> to play, <laughs> and they're heavy. I'm actually they're thinking about switching shit. them out. Oh my god, they're heavy as fuck. You're gonna and play. You're gonna play in like some Zoom generations or something after this, and you're gonna dunk because you're gonna, you're gonna be so light. <laughs> it's so different playing weights, basketball man. without ten pound weights. It's so yeah, great. You're gonna be playing. <laughs> I would not have taken you for one of those, James. Like and one I of those wear dudes size who just wants people to compliment his hoop shoes instead of wearing. You would not have taken him for you, that. You, do you yeah, not know who James com- Edwards is? He complimented Jason Tatum's jacket, the one that had six different jackets in James it. James swag over substance every day. Was, but I, th- was- I thought. I thought on the court he'd be a little different, but I guess James's whole there, career is to get on the league accessories. Yeah, my, he's just- my my whole goal in life now is to look like I can't hoop because I'm getting old. Like I just want people to know that right. like I look like I'm still not like I want to get picked up first, just how I look. I think it's yeah. all in the way you hold a basketball, by the way. That too, and you got to like start in when you're shooting around, just like show the form. It's all about showing oh, the form. I, I don't. I do not believe in starting close to the basket and warming up, shooting your way out. <laughs> Zach doesn't <laughs> get close to the basket. Range. Period. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I shoot these little four footers in front of the basket to warm up? I'm not going to be there all game. <laughs> like, we three point line to three point line here. That's, That's all we fast. need to do. Bruh. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. with Steph like there are plenty of people who are still because he doesn't have the finals MVP or whatever on his resume they're trying to pretend like there's you know he's not as historic as he is but man that was there was a man I can't remember who put this clip but someone put the clip up of of Steph like hitting that three and and running up and like talking shit in front of the the Celtics bench and everything and and saying that like was such oh, a I, glorious moment. I knew what at this point like the Celtics were in trouble right because Steph is never like he like he celebrates but he's not like that necessarily like so early and so Jay like in terms of you're in the building you're seeing this in real time and and it's coming through in a different way than it does on TV like what what was that like seeing how the Celtics and the Celtics crowd reacted to just whenever Steph had the ball yeah, I, I I don't think it's just the crowd. I think it's the coaches. It's probably the players. <laughs> He's just a terrifying man. And it doesn't matter if he's covered it doesn't matter if he's seven feet behind the three-point arc the one he pull up he hit when he was like eight feet behind the arc came around a screen and horford was like pretty close to him 
just the quickest release ever. <laughs> Pretty close is not good enough, man. No, like, no, no. like what, what is going on? And then you you can see the panic in the player's eyes when they lose him for a second. That play when he drove and then they kicked out to Gary Payton the second. Oh, yeah, and he just waited, man. And, and oh. you can see the whole team exhale yeah. like, oh, Steph doesn't have the ball anymore. That that motherfucker ain't gonna shoot he it. Just keeps <laughs> creeping along that and baseline, then, man. And then Steph runs over the three point arc, and you can just see the panic set in. And they're like, "Oh man, I mean, we, we lost that guy." That was like the first relocation three I think we've had from Steph in this series. Like Boston while, had done, yeah. Boston had done a pretty good job on like, hey, even when he gives up the ball, he's still dangerous. But that's well, wait, what's he so ha- scary about it. No, he hasn't had to because they keep going with this fucking drop coverage against him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, good point. stop. <laughs> Stop! Make I actually thought they did a better right job now. of that in in Game Four. You know like the they were much closer to the level of the ball. Jay, you know what the good the good version of that is is not playing it. They got to stop. It's not going to work. He's going to. So carve you think you up. they should switch? Absolutely, switch. And make it. Make Jordan Poole beat you. Make Otto Porter beat you. Make Draymond, who's like crazy in his head right now, beat you. Make Clay beat you. Even like Clay's taking terrible shots. They're forcing Clay but, to but, to really. But hunt if you switch, shots. isn't Steph going to be the one that beats you? No, switch he, it again. Horford hasn't been able to stay with him. Blitz Robert him. Williams get the ball out of hobbled. his hands. It's double. But him. if you do that, then all of a sudden Draymond's a factor again. No, like, he's not. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like there, I at least want to find out if he is. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Everybody's going nuts with the play Draymond made to Looney at the end of the game. Yo, he did not even look at the basket as he was driving. The move for Horford should have been, I'm just going to late contest Draymond on that because he did not want to shoot that at all. And he did not want to shoot at all in that game. Honestly, I would just double Curry, get it out of his hands and deal with the rest afterwards. You'll be fine. Can't let Curry light you up for 43. And he and some of these shots were insane, but you got to get out of this drop coverage. See, I, I think, I think, I mean, if you look at the half court number, I, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here because obviously, like, they need to do a better job on Steph. They need to find a way for Steph not to just torture them. But playing devil's advocate, the the Warriors only scored 83.9 points per 100 plays in the half court. That's 18th percentile according to cleaning the glass in, in these playoffs. And so to me, the bigger issue, rather than the job they did on Steph, like they were able to cut off the, the Warriors in the half court for the most part. The bigger issue was bad offense bleeding into the defense. and And that's where... They've been killed so many times throughout the postseason. That's that's where when things go wrong for the Celtics, it's almost always the same thing. They start turning the ball over. They start taking bad shots. And then the other team star just tortures them the other way. And so so that's the bigger issue to me rather than what you're doing with Stephen Curry. It's what are you doing with the ball in your hands to help the Warriors get going the other way. And I think most of their drop coverage mistakes happen in transition, to Jay's point. Like when they're – when they're settled in, unless it's Rob Williams who's going to screw up and he's going to drop what he doesn't need to, they're generally getting up high enough on the screens that it is essentially a bit of a blitz or a switch. So it's mostly that when Steph is just coming down and they send him that 35-foot screen early, they're already backpedaling so deep that they're just not ready to be in position for but it. Is, I think that's fair, but isn't that part of the problem of having drop coverage be your, your go-to defense of that? Because that's where, like, especially if you're turning the ball over, Celtics have a problem with turnovers. When you're turning the ball over, that's going to be something that 
the, the Warriors are hunting to do. And so I'm going to drop a name here. I hope you guys don't mind. I was talking to Olden Polonese on the radio last night. And <laughs> I, I expected someone different than Olden Polonese. I was talking to Olden Polonese on the radio last night and asked him about the, be Brad the drop coverage. And he said, look, he said, the problem is, is that even against Steph, your muscle memory when playing drop coverage is to is to sag off right to protect the paint so even like when you're at your most tired when you're where you're in that mode your muscle memory is still going to kick in like yes you should be hyper focused for the nba finals and everything but that is asking a lot and so i think in those transition moments like jared's talking about i think your natural inclination is to drop to protect the paint it's transition and everything and that's part of the problem of not playing a more switching style and and look you bring up the point, Jay, about about that's when Draymond can be effective. Normally, I would agree with you, but we have seen instances in the past. Uh, I'll drop another name. I was reminded of this by talking to Marcus Thompson this morning on the radio. Of where does big, he write? That's a bigger name than the big, other one. Uh, I don't. I don't know. He's just some <laughs> this reporter. I can't remember where he is. Okay. Uh, gotcha. This reporter. What a moment that was. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> and also, his phone going off his constantly phone. in these press conferences. I was like, my goodness. Like, be a. Did his daughter he's, he's put on a show, show during the. Finals. He's got to. He's got to be a professional. I mean, come on, Marcus. What are you doing? But uh, but with this, you know, in ter- in terms of Draymond, he has struggled in the past against athletic big front courts he did it against okc in 2016 he get it, he did it against memphis a little bit in in the second round like i think that yes you do open up the possibility for draymond to be more effective here but i think al horford and robert williams the third james i think those are problems for draymond right now i think those are problems he's not he hasn't really solved offensively in real time Oh, 100 percent. And I think you said it uh, a few moments, a few moments ago, like Draymond is in his head. Um, And I don't want to say like he's intimidated by Williams and Horford, but it's certainly even his mom is chirping him. That's that's the best part of it. His mom's like, quit tweet me. I don't know. This isn't the Draymond. I know, (laughs) but he certainly like he is. And to most point, like, yes, he got an assist to Kevin Looney. But he should have shot the basketball on that where he's right in front of the rim. Like he's not even looking to score. I think he's just naturally right now at this point in time in his head just because of the the impact Robert Williams has had on him. Robert Williams, not even just blocking shots. I think Robert Williams just physical presence has kind of just yeah. had him a little startled. Getting rebounds over him. Like how many times can we count that? Um I think he's in his head on top of like just not seeing shots go in for a long time. Like there's a, a multitude of things that are kind of forming this. Uh, uncharacteristic Draymond that we're seeing. And I credit to him for at least recognizing it and not trying to force his way into rhythm like <clears throat> Clay. Oh. Um, <laughs> and and being and, and trying to make the right play. But there is no question, like he is in his head. The 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 presence of Williams and Horford is always in the front of his mind. And I, I think it's as simple as that. Like you can just see it. Like he just doesn't want to look at the rim. He doesn't want to get near the rim. Um, it, and it is what it is. Which, like, I understand it, which is fine. But Mo, when it affects Draymond's playmaking, right? That's, I think where like, he, no one thinks he's a threat to score. <laughs> like, no, right. like the Celtics aren't out here. Like, Oh, I hope he doesn't try to take a shot here. Like they're kind of hoping he does. And, and he's, when he becomes unsure of himself with the ball, I do think that bleeds into his playmaking. Like we no. saw, there was a play with him and Wiggins playing a two man game where both of them were Jackie Moon. Like they didn't want him in the post yet; they right. weren't ready. Like <laughs> go back out. Like they, they played hot potato with it. I'm like, what do you do? Someone do something with the ball. 
And then Draymond had to shoot it because it was like two, a second left on the shot clock yeah. and, he, and, and he missed it. But it was, you know, it's the problem with it is like when you're a playmaker, especially a guy like Draymond, you have to at least be somewhat of a threat to score or at least show that, hey, I will take the open layup if it's there. That you fake know, dribble handoff where he drives the basket and gets a dunk. It's not right there anymore. Yeah, it's, it's he's just, not creating advantages. But he's not. But he's not looking for it as much there are little opportunities there and there he has to go do it you're at the point now where you know you you just play him for the pass and that's just what you do on all these situations and there are situations where he'll get an offensive rebound be right at the basket and he's like nope gonna kick this one out and it's 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 a worry of you know robert williams is around you know horford's pretty pretty good at the rim and things like that he's just he has to take a couple of shots at the rim and it's that simple, you know, it, it, for him to make the playmaking stuff that's open, because the Celtics are literally just going to start staying home on guys. Like, I think that will be the report in, in the next game. You know, if I'm Yudoka saying, hey, when Draymond's coming down the lane, just go suck up to Looney in the dunker spot. Stay home with your shooters. Let's see if Draymond can make some layups. I looked back and when to Draymond's the- getting the ball in the elbow. His man is completely sinking off of him and sitting in the lane to basically take away any sort of entry pass he can make. And he's not willing to dribble into the paint and drive at that space. So he's just kind of sitting there stationary waiting for someone to come over to him. Should the, should they continue limiting Draymond's role? No, 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 no. I th- so I think when when Kerr took him out in the fourth quarter and he and Draymond talked about it was funny. As he, <laughs> he talked about it on his pod. He goes. I know what everybody wants to talk about. And, and I immediately thought like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry's performance. He's like, Steve Kerr benched me in the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I guess this is very Draymond-centric here. Uh, but Draymond, you know, Draymond talked about that of like, look, he doesn't agree with it. Um, but all, or he like he doesn't like he, of course, he has a problem with it because he wants to be out there and play. He's a competitor and all this stuff. But he thinks like Steve made a good move. And he even talked about he's never understood why because a guy has a resume and he's playing poorly, but because he has a resume, a coach will feel the need to like bring him back into the fold. Right. And that like you should, if a team has something going, if they got a rhythm going with a certain unit, like you'll know, ride that until it's not there anymore. And, and so that kind of speaks to him, right? Like bringing him back in is like, look, Draymond's got a resume and we know he's brought it in, in big moments before. And to his credit, like he had a pretty solid fourth quarter, like d- defense got defense was there had a couple of uh you know a couple of nice plays rebounded a little bit so it's not like he was a zero or a negative out there in the fourth like i I think he kind of pulled it together enough but at a certain point like yeah i think that was a wake-up call because if you think about it like draymond doesn't really get a lot of consequences right like he he gets that first tech and immediately like takes it up to another level and knowing like he's not going to get thrown out like he can kind of talk shit to steve kerr and to some of the teammates and stuff and it's just like oh it's just draymond being draymond but this was something where it's like yo you're playing like shit you're like you cannot you cannot be on the floor for us right now and so and i i think it's enough of a wake-up where i don't think that needs to happen again because i think he's it's helped center him going into game five. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but like, I do believe that like he can finally get all that noise and pressure from the, the, the three and four in Boston and now just kind of get back to even and build his way up. And I trust him to do that. I think that's a Draymond. Yeah. I think you have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool the way he handled that. I thought I agree. It's a very Draymond answer. The, of course he's, he kind of snapped on the bench because he's a competitor and he wants to be in there. But after the win, he didn't let it affect him at all. He was happy as hell that they won. He 
basically said it was the right decision. He held himself completely accountable. He's got his mom on Twitter being like, that imposter is not my son. I don't know who the hell that is. And so you can tell he's just he's just very accountable. And it 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 valid sort of validates who he's been his whole career. You know, he's always won on his terms until now, I think. Right. With being the the playmaker that he wants to be, being the central piece of their offense, their defense, everything they do. And so th- this is really one of the first times he's had to, since cracking into this rotation, since the death lineup was created, since all of that, one of the first times he's had to look at it and, and, and realize maybe I'm not always the best option for my team. And to take that in stride. Yeah in the NBA finals that takes some maturity that's yeah that takes some serious (laughs) serious accountability and some serious serious desire to win and put winning ahead of everything else even even yourself especially with the with the pressure of podcasting right after the game Right. You know, it's, like, it's, it's, like we know when we've got to go right after a game, that's difficult, imagine man. Imagine if they had lost that oh, podcast dude. would have been so oh, my crazy. God. If, you, if they yeah. pull him in the fourth and then, and then they lose that game. Woo. That oh, man, I actually, like okay, I take it back. I'm, I'm mad the Warriors won. They took him up. I'm mad the Warriors won game four. I would rather the three, one deficit and that podcast is, is way more entertaining. I was wrong on that. It comes down to understanding that we have our certain pet plays and actions that we, have done for years and years and years. They've scouted it. They have a certain approach and personnel that try to take those away. And some of our bread and butter plays, but a lot of it is just being a lot more organized on our spacing and our force on pick and rolls, on cuts and stuff like that so that we can just get everybody in the right spots and whether they want to shade you know, off a certain guy or try to clog things up we have a counter to all of that and I think he is going to do an amazing job of, of adapting and figuring out where he can find his his, his angles his his, uh, his ways to impact on the offensive end and that'll again feed off of the way he, he, he impacts the game on the defensive end every game so usually the high IQ guys figure it out and he's he's at the top of that list when it comes to understanding the game of basketball um, Jared, do you think that Ime Udoka was just like licking his chops when he saw Steve Kerr inexplicably go to a small lineup against a team that he can't rebound against? I think he would have been if Rob Williams hadn't gotten hurt. And I know he said that he didn't see anything wrong with Rob, but like clearly the Warriors did. And the Warriors kept targeting him over and over again. I think if if Rob was still healthy at the end there, they probably would have been able to utilize that advantage, but he couldn't really move on the defensive end. So they couldn't really do any of the switching stuff they wanted to do. And then they couldn't like, they couldn't really figure out how to use them offensively. So yeah, he might've been licking his chops and then. (laughs) Isn't it it bizarre that we're in an NBA finals where it's like, yep, Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney, these three have to be on the court at all times. Then we'll figure out two other warriors to be out there. If they said this, if they said this three years ago, I, I would have just been like, you are absolutely lying. There's oh, if they no- said it nine months ago, you're you would right, have been confused. Right. <laughs> I would have just thought like, what happened to the team? Are they playing against the Suns and everybody, or are they playing against the, the, the Nets and everybody got, got injured or COVID or something? Like, like what happened? What are we doing? Like, I would have been just so, it just doesn't make sense. But we got to also shout out Looney because he's been 
freaking unbelievable. Great, I thought it was coaching malpractice. He's such a good rebounder. Yeah, no, yeah. it was it was it was asinine that he only got 17 minutes in game three because he was good even well, in game three this drum the whole time no i'm too. so pissed about it and i was pissed when he's when he wasn't in the starting lineup because you know what he's been unbelievable for this team he's rebounding he's getting offensive rebounds yo the celtics screwed up with him out they were only up six they blew opportunities there bad shots bad uh not getting back on defense, things like that. They should have been up 12 at that point. When he came back in the game, started crushing them, getting on the offensive boards, got an offensive rebound, kicked it out to Wiggins for a three, just finding other opportunities. Like, he's been unbelievable for the the Warriors. Like, he's been one of their unsung heroes, him and Andrew Andrew Wiggins. The yeah. bar is pretty low, but yeah, he has been. But he's, he's, he's raised it. He's no, been, I agree. He's been really freaking Wiggs, good. Wiggs has like, been amazing, man. I love Wiggs. Oh, man. He He's taken some bad sh- – I didn't think he took any bad shots in game four. Game three, there were some bad shots. Yeah. Um, but in game four, he looked like he was less afraid of Robert Williams. Like, it was the first three games, there were some moments, like, when he went to the rim, like, it just didn't look like vintage wig. But I think in game four, he settled in. Is there in. a vintage I- wig? Oh, there's a vintage <laughs> wig, baby. There's a Absolutely. I don't know if – Yeah, I, him I, in high school. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> You guys didn't watch rookie year Andrew Wiggins where he's defending Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler and James Harden and dropping 20 a night. You guys weren't there. You guys don't remember. You guys <laughs> what, aren't leaked. What were those guys junkies. doing when he was defending them? They actually were struggling. I wrote about it once on CBS Sports and I, I don't know. They got rid of most of my articles on there. So. Uh, it's a, you it's could a weird only ad- write about it once. It didn't last long. It was only well, I mean, able to picking three Wiggins. games here, you know, for a team that's you know fifty games under five hundred. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. The David Kahn screwed him up for a decade, and they had to dig themselves out of a hole after Kevin McHale screwed him up for fifteen years before that, and they had to dig their way out of a hole. I forgot about David Kahn. I did too. That was the first time I heard that's that. Such a I want- fucking fraud. I do want to shout out Wiggins just coming out with the assertiveness in Game Four, like I the post up shot clock winding down turn around face up like he he's came a killer into that in the game. post man he's so good he in the is post. Yeah. but even just to have that mentality like that's kind of always been like the question with Wiggins. like is he a yeah. killer is he a dog like and he the, came into that game like I'm this, yeah the, the yeah, rebound yeah, I like, about that. he talked about it after the game where he was like look we, like we just got destroyed on the boards and we're starting small like i knew i had to go rebound and he had those two massive offensive rebounds and putbacks yep. in the fourth quarter like he was he's been spectacular um, yeah, I, I've loved his mentality. Yeah, many are yeah, many are wondering if he'll get, Yeah, many are wondering if he'll get Finals MVP over Steph. Like many are just you know that's kind of the scuttlebutt uh, <laughs> yeah. around the NBA circles right now. But we'll move on to a different subject. We don't need to. Dip that's kind of that. what they did when when they beat LeBron. What is just gave it to someone who didn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> just gave it to the dude guarding the best player on the other team. Yeah, well, let's give it to talk the about small the, four. Yeah, Jay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about why Jason Tatum cannot make two point shots. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What is going on here? What is going on with with that offense? Um, you know, game. I think I keep going back to game one is like the Tatum that I want to see. And now he didn't make shots in game one, right? It was three for 17. It was two for 11 on uncontested shots. But I thought that was his best offensive approach. And he actually just missed shots he would normally he would normally make. But I liked his aggressiveness there. And now, you know, it's always going to look worse in the losses. But, man, he was non-existent in the fourth quarter. Um, and and this is this is something where, look, it's not that he he's going against a bad defense. Worse are great defense. And he's going against tough individual defenders and tough help defenders and everything. But he does have to be better. And that seems a little unfair for a guy that took out Kevin Durant and took out Giannis and then took out Jimmy Butler to now have to take out Steph Curry. But, like, that's the job. That's the burden. Yeah. that That's it. If if you're a superstar and he's become that, then then these are the challenges you have to handle against the second-best defense in the league against Andrew Wiggins as your primary defender and Draymond Green as a help defender and Looney as a help defender. And the the Warriors do such a great job of helping, stunting, like making you feel them even when they're not really there, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And so I think he's been off balance because of that. And if you look backwards, like the Buck series, they basically just had guys at the rim and had somebody trailing over a screen and he was able to just have tons of space and he eventually figured out what to do with it the heat series it was a a different type of series just a ton of physicality a lot of like very good individual defenders the warriors are a different team because their help defense is so good and so smart and and so he's just got to figure that out and he hasn't yet 14 of 51 so far from inside the two-point arc which seems impossible like how how is he shooting only 27.5 percent from twos from twos and he's you know he's he's passing the ball he's finding guys open but the Celtics need more from especially when Curry's going the way that he is yeah you just got to respond right you got to find you need you need to stop the run you know you need to stop that get your defense a chance to set up in the half court and and the turnovers have been an issue throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not every game, but just feels like some just other. truly bad passes. The one when when Bielitsa was on him and he tried to throw the cross court pass. Yeah, I think was it was Grant Williams. Yeah, that was so and, cr- like it wasn't even close. Yeah, it it wasn't even remotely close. And you could see what they were trying to set up. Robert Williams was setting the screen there, and he thought. Wiggins would get caught on the screen, but it's like just a bad pass that had such a low percentage of getting through. And, and he hasn't been able to like find the right matchups in the right positions. I, I keep thinking to how they've gone at Bielitsa. It's like Bielitsa is okay. One-on-one. Like if, if you put him in an isolation situation, he's big enough, he's smart enough. He can force you into something tough. Mm-hmm. So, Go at somebody else. Go at Jordan Poole or or get Bielita in like a, a situation where he's closing out. You know, right. I, I don't think they've they've put Tatum into the right positions uh, or maybe it's on Tatum. I, I don't know who it's on, whether it's coaching staff, players, 
uh, Tatum himself, but they, they've got to do a better job of finding him in situations where where he has a better chance to produce a good look because they need they need more efficient scoring from him over the next three games because man beating the Warriors in Chase Center <laughs> in Game Five or Game Seven is going to be but, a bear. Yeah, it is. But but Jared, like they keep winning on the road, right? Like Celtics have done this. I don't know if you can keep counting on that, but but you know they've done it, so they got to do it at least one more time. Well, the ultimate irony is that they call themselves the Road Warriors. So if they beat the Warriors on the road, That's that would confusing. be it would make it the greatest nickname of all yeah. time, right? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that <laughs> Which one would be the Road Warriors? Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the funny thing is just even going back to Tatum, he's front rimming all of his misses in the two point range, whether it's his turnaround 18 footer uh, layups where he's trying to finish over a long defender. I don't know if it's a if it's that the Warriors have a bunch of long wings that are affecting him more than he saw in the previous series, or that his legs are tired. But or shoulder, if you look the at, shoulder issue, or the or the shoulder, the stinger. But either way, he it's not like he's missing long. Like he's missing either a little to the right or a little short on every single one of those, including some kind of like floater layups that he usually is pretty good getting off the glass. So I think the stinger just might be affecting him, or his legs might be affecting him. The other thing is a lot of his shots are tough twos right contested mid-range pull-ups you know he's in game four in the second half only one layup you know like only one play at the rim he made it but it was only one like everything else was on the outside in that some of that's good well, he defense. had to miss over clay too oh sorry so two. which was amazing defense by clay on a great <laughs> exactly. by him but yeah. well, also you got to go stronger like you, you cannot let clay thompson stop you if you're at the rim you can't like just finish through him you're you're three inches taller you're stronger yeah you got probably 20 pounds on him and some of it is he's some of it is he's trying to get the foul more than the shot right i feel like that's something that's kind of been a thing and he's been so programmed to i have to get to the free throw line that he's like hey you should also try to make some of these and i think that the the shot selection that he's had in the inside too the, the inside the three-point line has been a problem and i think he's got to be more aggressive and just be angry at the rim just go in there trying to dunk something go in there and poster on somebody like this is these are my problems with some of tatum's shots i was that, gonna ask you guys is that where kind of maybe the kobe influence backfires like just the tough mid twos that he probably fell in love watching kobe doing and working with them and then you get to this stage that you've never been to, your legs are a little tired, you're injured, and it's just not a great shot for somebody not named Kobe. I think it's a fair question because, look, I know Gary Payton II is a really good defender, but there are time, like the Warriors are actively putting him on Tatum, right? It's not like mm-hmm. they're getting this into a switch. Like Warriors are like, yeah, we want him defending Tatum in these spots. And he's still like kind of fading against I'm like, you're seven inches taller than this dude. Mm-hmm. Just go straight up, like either go through him and, and you know, kind of like Jay's talking about on that play against Clay, like go through Peyton and make them call a foul or just rise up over him. You don't need to fade away. He's never going to block that shot. He might touch your your chin on a contest, but he's not like <laughs> he's not going to block that shot. So as long as you keep the ball high and don't give him a chance to to strip it on the way up, like you could just got to go straight up against him in that matchup. That is an advantageous matchup for you. And I just I, when I when I see those shots, I just wonder, and I'm not blaming Tatum's performance on the the great Kobe Bryant. It's just something so that I sounded think about like. is just maybe ingrained in his fabric. I mean, it's a, um, it's a, it's fair because it's the shit that they had to kind of 
ask him to stop doing this year, right? That's yeah, part of exactly. the turnaround. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did they get nervous when they saw the 24 arm bin? <laughs> yeah. Did Boston, Jay or Jared, did Boston fans like say anything about that? Like, do they care? No, they don't. I, I, as long as they get a title, they're not going to give a shit, right? Yeah. Part of his story. yeah. Okay. Well, he better win then. He better win with yeah. that because it's, it's coming in the summertime. I mean, I he's wearing the Kobe on man. Like, he's going to be going nuts. I saw some graphic on IG where, like, someone in LA, I think, reported that, like, there's rumblings that Tatum wants to go back to LA at some point. Then I saw there was, like, a LeBron James and Anthony Davis for Jason Tatum trade proposal. So. You know, like I'm sure that there's oh, that's 100 percent going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, the salary works out, so we know Sounds what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, we can just that report stuff. that now. That's sick. If they lose, he's getting traded to Lakers, right? Well, I mean, we, we talk about Anthony Davis saying he hasn't shot a ball since April. That's fine. April 5th, he said. One, Did he say that? Once, I missed that. Once the season start, October, he's fine. Yeah, we can he wait just needs, okay. he just, look, he just needs to be, but, pre- be prepared to play in 50 games every year. And yeah. like, yeah, that's all he's got to do. <laughs> it's health. It's but more my, about my health thing than anything like, else. <laughs> when, so, when guys say stuff like that, I agree. He, he's probably going to be fine. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. He'll have plenty of time to ramp up, to work on his game, yeah. to do the things he needs to do. I just wouldn't say it. <laughs> don't, don't you just love hoops enough? You just want to go out and shoot and play? That's the thing to year, me. So, no. That's the thing to me. Like, don't you want to be out there playing pickup? Well, don't you want to be out there? Jay, like around? after don't... after this finals run, are you gonna are you gonna be excited to write a story three weeks after? <laughs> I mean, I will be breaking I'll be down in the fifty third pick two weeks Celtics, later. Yeah. Break, breaking down <laughs> Juhan Bezerin, but are you gonna love it? He's a problem. I like him. <laughs> but He's we good. equate this, but we equate this like whole thing of like, well, if you love it, you got to play it all the time, and da 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 this and that. Yo, oh, dude, that. like, uh, he, look, he's, I, I normally agree, Mo. Two months, two months, a long time not to pick up a basketball. It's a long time. It's not I, like he I took a, with a couple weeks off. And, and plus also, maybe you should be shooting, man. Maybe you should be shooting. No, man, like he's not like, just give it time. Like if it's, if it's September and we're like, I haven't touched the ball since April, then it's like, okay, we, we, we have issues. But I think ultimately, I think. He can chill basically until the season ends, which is whenever this series ends. He can start going in like July and August and be fine. Like Plus, his bigger issue is can can you stay healthy, dude? Well, I yeah, don't I think he needs yoga. to like work on his shot. You never know if we're gonna go back to a bubble situation. You know, <laughs> COVID surging. Like we might get back to that sweet spot where he's in an empty gym for to play real NBA games. And then he'll be just fine shooting. Yeah, so that's not the problem. It's the fans. He needs to depress. He needs yeah. the Lakers to cut out fans. Yeah, Lakers need to stop letting fans into Crypto Dot Staples Arena or whatever that is. I don't know if crypto is still a thing at this point, but uh, I know Jay is our crypto analyst here. Crypto still a big yeah, thing? Yeah, baby. Okay, there you go. Oh, so man, of course it's, you're a crypto it's been, guy. It's been oh, my God. It's been struggling lately. <laughs> Jay, you're a crypto guy? This is this is an actual thing. Jay's a crypto. I'm a Bitcoin. I'm a Bitcoin head. I didn't know that. Jay's gonna put dot eth yeah. at the end of his uh, Twitter handle soon. <laughs> does uh, does the athletic pay you in crypto? You better hope not. Just just give it time, boys. Okay. Yeah. Jay Dinwiddie. Just give it time, but Anthony Davis hasn't picked up a ball in two months, and you're freaking right. out. <laughs> Jay hasn't was, seen a so, dollar in three yeah. years because <laughs> like, of crypto. Like, but hey. 
right, before before we get out of here, I do want to take the temperature of everybody. So we're now in a best of three, right? Game five, game six, game seven. And so, James, where do you think this series is going? Has has anything changed from what you thought prior to the series? No, I think every I think every flaw that both teams has have has showed at various points. I think every strength that both team has has showed at, at various points. I think it's just a matter. It's almost like a, a war of attrition in regards to. And I think we talked about it. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Uh, Zach, you said the Celtics are the better team, but the Warriors are the smarter team. And I still just worry about those Celtics in the fourth quarter, the stagnation. Yeah. And I think that's, and I said it then, I think it's just built into their fabric. And while the Warriors offense hasn't moved as effortlessly and freely as we're accustomed to, the fact that Steph hasn't, has only gotten better makes me think that there's going to be a point where they're going to need to go bucket for bucket. And as much as I don't trust Clay and Jordan Poole right now, I just imagine there's going to be a Clay or Jordan Poole game at least one time in these next three. Game six is going to happen for sure. So, well, you know, <laughs> you know Clay, 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 was, Clay was great <laughs> oh, defensively yeah, down the stretch of game four. He was, yeah. He was. Man, he was. Really he was. Yep, like, he, he really, really found a way. Because he hasn't been defending at his normal level since he came back. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And that fourth quarter, he was keeping Jalen Brown in front. He was forcing him to do tough stuff. It was just truly like the competitive fabric came out in that point, I felt like. I agree. He just, he just willed himself to have a great, great, great defensive quarter. So I'm going to say Warriors in six. Warriors, wow, Warriors in six. Interesting. Okay, Jared, what about you? Has anything changed from your your thoughts going into the series and where do you think this best of three goes i just thought they were going to switch more on curry earlier on i feel like that's maybe that's the big like there's going to be some big change for each team going into game five and i think maybe that's the one that we see more so that and i I think just with boston it's off it's the stagnation thing that's always been the thing with them the entire year it's always been their defense holds up against whatever's thrown at it and is it can their offense stick to its principles late in games so we got a Marcus Smart game coming here. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to be a great game. It means is that a good or a bad thing? I don't, I don't know exactly. if that's a threat or a promise. That's <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know either. That's, right. he, yeah, he I guess that's the no. thrill of it. Right. He just goes for it. So that's going to be I it. Think he's been pretty good this year. No, he's I mean, been, he's been, been good. Yeah. yeah. But he, but he hasn't really like he hasn't seized control of the fourth quarter a ton. And I mean, we just got no. our first crunch time last game. But I, I assume they're all going to be pretty tight from here on out. So, yeah, I think he's he's going to decide for better or for worse, whether they're going to win the series by whether or not they're going to actually have a coherent crunch time offense. And so it, I'm I'm still leaning Warriors. I had Warriors in seven at the start. I think I'm still leaning Warriors in seven. But cowards this, pick. The, the series is a crapshoot. And <laughs> it, I am a coward, but I just think predictions <laughs> are bullshit also. But the, the title is going to be determined on who's worse between Clay and Marcus Smart. That's fantastic. Yeah, what that's a thrilling ride that is. Yeah. But the thing about Marcus Smart is it's a good one. It's a catch and shoot situation. Please, no yes. more ISO pull up on three, you know step back threes like oh, those are so just like fun. it's so much more fun than a catch and shoot situation like that's what you want it to go in this is what jr <laughs> smith was talking about years ago he's like open shots are boring man and they are <laughs> and when he gets iso and he forces his way they're to certainly the paint. boring for anthony good. davis <laughs> <laughs> Mo, uh, what, is, what has anything changed for you since the 
before this series started and where do you think this best of three goes? Well, I've said from the beginning, seven game series, Warriors. Coward. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, I'm, I think they take game five. I think they break the Celtics uh, streak of uh, go, uh, no back-to-back losses. I can't speak English all of a sudden or wow. ever. Um, but I think that they break the streak there. I think they take game five. And it just, everybody uh, protects home court. We get game seven and the Warriors are going to come out game seven. And Curry's finally going to get a finals MVP and everybody can get off that man's fucking back. Or Wiggins. Or Wiggins. Yeah, start, please start pushing that. Um, I'm going to start putting him at the top of my finals, finals MVP rankings at those (laughs) uh, those updates every night. Uh, Jay, what about you? Anything changed since the beginning of this series? And where do you think this best of three is going? I'm going to stick with Celtics in six just because... I said that before the series, and I don't want to call myself a liar at this stage. Wow, when someone does not like to hedge despite being into crypto. But that is not my, uh... my my new prediction. New prediction, which isn't even that bold at this point, is Steph is going to get his first Finals MVP in a loss. What? Yeah, wow. he, he's going to get the that. Finals like MVP that. in a loss. I hate that. I mean, I would hate if that happens. I like the prediction. It's a bold prediction, but man. I don't think it's even that bold. Like, if, if they do lose and he somewhat keeps it up, you have to give it to him, right? I yeah, don't. Nobody from Boston I, has seized I, the moment. But I yeah. think you got, if if you're going to give it to a dude in a loss, Wait, I think it's got to go that's, seven. That's the most fucked up way Fair. this could go for Steph, right? You finally <laughs> get your finals MVP, but it's in a loss, and that and no one will ever count it. Oh God, no, because of be that, just, right? Yeah, that would be trash. Did anybody the fact that he even needs that for people to shut up already annoys me. The right. fact that if that happened, there's like you can't say anything as a Steph supporter. No, like, of course not. Like it's kind of bullshit. Yo, like, yo, <laughs> it's such a stupid idea. Yeah. Like, no, it is. But he would finally win T Max approval, and that's what matters. That's true. That's what. Well, again, he just started following me on Twitter, so it's uh, no T Max slander allowed. <laughs> Where um, are you at, Zach? Because you said you said woe to me and Warriors in six. You told them that they're cowards for anybody in seven. Yeah. Where are you at? Yeah, Celtics in five. Celtics and five, I still believe in that prediction. I think they win game five. So I had to do math in my head to like see if that was. Um, I think. Hmm. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, 
Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I do think, I that, think if the Warriors win five, they win in six. I actually think, yeah, I think I agree with that, but I, I kind of feel like this would be a very Celtics thing for them to win game five, lose game six, and then win game seven on the Warriors floor. Right? That would be the most Celtics. That feels very Celtics. I yeah. I still think the Celtics are the better team, but yeah, I mean, Steph is just more built for this than anybody else on the floor, mm-hmm. right? And I, that's I, that's the thing that's that's fucking with me is because I don't think anything about the way the Warriors have played has shown that they're the better team. They just have the best player. They've actually been gross, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah, like, well, that was the <laughs> like funny thing. They just thing. haven't been very good. That was the funny thing. Uh, like Steph said after game one, <laughs> after game one, he was like, we had 108 points. That should be enough. And to me, I was like, what are you talking about? Now, granted, <laughs> they've held the, the Celtics under 100 points in their two wins. So I guess technically he's right. Like when they defend the way they they can, this is this is that's enough scoring. So I guess they don't need that much. But I also look at it as the Celtics beat themselves with these turnovers. Mm-hmm. They're not even it's not like the Warriors are playing great defense to the point that they're stuck and they have it's like that you know you mentioned that that pass to what was it grant williams in the corner what like the the celtics are just making the dumbest turnovers and they're all live ball i still firmly believe they would be so much better off if they were about to turn the ball over to just throw it into the stands like halfway up the the lower bowl Dwayne casey talks about that all the time he's like i get pissed when it's live ball he's like if you're gonna turn the ball over throw it into the 15th yeah travel one of my college coaches used to say that all the time just kick the fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) it's like the most coach that's when you guys were whenever you were shooting though jay yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) i could shoot i could shoot i could shoot but i wasn't on the court anyway yeah (laughs) but yeah i don't know i mean i can't shake the idea that the the Celtics are the better team. And I think some of that has been clay, just not quite being clay. And some of that has been Jordan Poole being really a non-factor for most of the series. And some of that has been whatever the fuck happened. Dream it's on the just last Steph, two games. man. It's just, You're right. It's just Steph is <laughs> messing Steph with me. And some, some competitive so dudes who play defense. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with the Celtics. I'm going to say Celtics in seven Coward. winning game five, Coward. losing game six, winning game seven. Now that's as brave as you can get here. No, I'm going to no. say, <laughs> I'm going to say, cause I do think it's weird, but I also like, man, if you told me Steph just went off for the next two games and it was warriors and six, I'm not going to be surprised by that. I don't feel good about the prediction. I expect it. I just don't, I don't know. I just expect, I, it. I just can't see the Celtics losing three in a row. Like that's fair. That's my only thing about Warriors and Six. I but if just, they were if they were gonna crumble, wouldn't be wouldn't this be the way be, they crumble? Yeah, it will be, with your back elimination game. Like I don't know if the Celt- we don't know if this Celtics team is be, uh, built for being down three two. I mean, didn't I mean, they come back against the Bucks? Okay, yeah, you're right. So let me shut yeah. up. You're right. But also, I, all right. Well, I mean, if we wanted like you know, start making excuses and stuff like no Chris Middleton that matters. No, no, we, we, this is the finals. Yeah. This is the finals. Like I get, I mean, I don't know. You can parse that way out. Don't, don't any way you, you if I said that, Zach, you'd be all over me. Don't try to defend James. That's now. my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> also, is this Shout Warriors Zach. team that much better than, or even better than a Milwaukee team without Chris Middleton? They're different. 
They're different. They're I mean, this, totally this, what's different. funny is like this is the worst Warriors team that's made a finals. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Right. Easily, like, easily yeah, the best or close. the worst. Like it's I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, fuck. We're no, I'm changing it. I'm just, Steph's gonna do it, and I'll just believe in Steph. I can't do it. I can't do this thing anymore. Yes. It's, there you go. It's just I just believe in Steph at this point. He's too good. Yeah. He's a joke. And, and he's not injured. At well, all. He is. And yet he's nah. still that good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, gonna have to do some real some faker. real goon stuff to get him out of this series because they tried, right? They tried. Al Horford, you just you look at Draymond Green. Draymond Green fouled out to save Steph Curry's ankle <laughs> to save his foot. What a valiant <laughs> effort that was in Game Three. I need to get those Curry fours with the tethers attached. Did you guys see the the photo, the up close photo of his shoes? No. Let me send those. Hold on, I'm gonna send it in the group text. It literally looks like he's wearing two tethers on top of high top shoes. It's the funniest shit in the world. I can't even picture what you're describing. I don't even know what that yeah. means. <laughs> I'll send it. Hold on. Okay. Hopefully, like I can the find brace it things are off. attached to the shoe. They look, but they what look like the tethers. Oh wait, I think Let I saw. Wait, it. I think I saw it because I think I made a comment like his his braces look like like Forrest Gump's leg braces. Maybe I thought somebody. I saw that tweet, but I thought somebody <laughs> took a different photo. They do man, like it. they showed his they showed his ankle brace. I was like, what the fuck are those? Those are a medieval <laughs> contraption for torture. Run, Steph. <laughs> That's it, guys. We've gone too far. <laughs> We've gone too far. Um, something that's interesting that uh, as I'll just filibuster as James looks for this picture. Um, yeah. Talking to Amin on the radio this morning, he mentioned that he thought the the LVP for both teams were their coaches. Like he thinks he may because of this drop coverage. He thinks Steve Kerr for some of these decisions on like whether or not to play Kevon Looney like I and I do wonder I do think both these guys have done a pretty good job coaching but there maybe there is something left to be desired in this series I mean it's there's they've left money on the table on both sides I I don't know if I would say they're the LVP but they're they're in the mix they would they'd get a few votes I don't know if they'd win it but they they're right there I think we got to look at some of just smart shot selection some of uh as great as Steph's been some of his turnovers have been kind of wild like yeah it, that's to be expected right yeah I mean like there there are some stuff where it's just you you watch so I'm not sure I'm going to put it all on the coaches because they've also made good moves so yeah. I'm not going to go I'm I, I, not going to go with they're the LVPs James find photo the sent. freaking photo yeah I know I mean, oh we got it we got it uh, these are these are ankle monitors what is that that's <laughs> look like tethers did he get a DUI or is he under house yeah, arrest? <laughs> it's crazy these are ankle monitors those aren't tethers the comments are hilarious too if you get it's on slam kicks right, uh, if you get a chance to check out the comments oh my god yeah no these are these are house arrests the house he arrest looks force. like he got he got them 20 pound house ankle weights on force. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. That's going to do it for this edition of the Basket Buds of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show feed. Make sure you. Somebody said them shit sturdy. Sturdy is a them great word for that. Uh, make sure that you're uh, rating five stars and you're subscribed to the Athletic for crying out loud. Jared and Jay giving you the best coverage of the Celtics for this NBA Finals. And of course, we got draft stuff coming up with uh, myself and with. Uh, James Edwards III, as he tries to figure out who is going to be that fifth pick in the draft. Will it be Keegan Murray, Sean Sharp, Jaden Ivey? Who's it going to be, James? Tell us right now. Um, Desagna Jap, son. 
Wow. Wow. That took wow. a turn at the end. What a strong stance. Yeah. I'm going uh, whoever is available between Ivy and Murray with the dark horse, Benedict Matherin. I don't like his name, but Ooh. I do like his game. I like I Benny Boy. His, yeah. Benny Boy can play. If it, if it was Ben Matherin or Benny Matherin, I'd feel so much better. I don't like Benedict as a name. I just hate that name. All right. That's going to do it for us. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic, the best coverage of sports on the internet. For Mo, for James, for Jay, for Jared, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to The Athletic NBA Show Podcast.